everyone, and welcome to episode 97 of the Holding Court Podcast. Today, we're recapping our recent trip to Philadelphia. Justin accepted the Roberto Clemente Award during Game 3 of the World Series, and we're going to tell you all about our experience, all coming up right now on Holding Court. Welcome back, baby. I'm back. It was so weird doing an episode by myself, and I have never been that critical of myself probably in my entire life. So I'm really glad to have someone sitting across from me. As much as that was a therapeutic experience, I think a podcast is best when it is a conversation between two or more people. <laughs> well, I will say you've been giving me a lot of crap lately about not listening to the podcast, <laughs> but never. I listen to yours. And yeah. I thought it was really good. Thank you. I think that's, I think it's really hard to carry a, a conversation about stuff by yourself for that long. I think, um, I probably have a, a new, maybe you do too, maybe a new appreciation for Dave Vasse for, I don't know. I wouldn't go that by far. Himself. At least he has like, <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe we won't go that far, but I will say Dave, we love him, but Dave gets questions, there's call-ins, but That's yeah, true. filling the space, it's that, right. that, I don't know, you just have this feeling you have to fill all of the air and any pause is bad or you'll lose interest uh -huh. and you're thinking through your thoughts and you don't, like we can go through this or we can have a guest on here and even sometimes I'll like give you a kick under the table of, hey, can you take the next question because right. I'm wrapped up in my thoughts or I'm trying to think of something and it's just nice to have that buffer mm -hmm. of someone else to kind of chime in or maybe they have a different perspective. But I thought it was important for me to do that episode by myself because I think I wanted to offer that perspective, my perspective of going through the situation, not just because of the comments from people saying, oh, you don't give a shit, whatever. But I think, I mean, you did a post-game interview and I know how you feel. And I think anyone that knows you as a person, as a player, knows how hard this hits you. And I think it's a given. But I think when it comes to wives, a lot of people think, oh, you're happy you get your husband back. Yeah. And even someone the other day asked me, do you like the off-season better or do you like in-season better? And I said, I kind of like in-season better. Right. Like we have a lot of fun. I love going around and traveling with you and seeing you do what you do. I think as much as it gets chaotic with our schedule, I do think I'm so much better when it's chaotic. I think I, we get more done. We have so much more going on foundation wise. And it's just, I don't know. I'm happy during the season. Not that I'm unhappy during the off season, <laughs> but it's just a really good life. And I think People assume, oh, well, you get to go on your vacation now and you're happy all that's over and you didn't give a shit. And that bothers me because I do care and I care a lot and it hits us really, really hard. And I wanted that to come across and I just kind of wanted to go through that little self-therapy session of, of my perspective and it felt good. I will say I'm more eloquent talking to myself around the house and I'll go through, <laughs> Oh, I think I'm going to say this on the podcast and I'm kind of getting ready or doing whatever throughout the day. And I'll say a bunch of stuff and I think it sounds like the greatest speech ever. And then you get on here and you hit record and it's wait, what, what was I going to say? And it's not coming out right. But 
a lot of people gave reviews and comments on that episode and that meant a lot. And a lot of people said, I really, really loved that. And I, even when I posted, I said, babe, I think that was the worst episode of the podcast. Yeah, you were very critical of yourself. Yeah. I just said, I don't know. It didn't, there was a lot of pauses and likes and I don't knows and it was real, but for me, it wasn't the polished product that I wanted to put out with the podcast. And I thought it would be off putting to people. I don't know. And it got really good feedback from people that listened and gave feedback. So it's good. I'm glad it's over. Well, it felt really raw, I think is why people appreciate oh, it. It was raw. So yeah. Do you, did you get like a sense of closure? Do you feel like better after you got it out? No, I mean, I mean, obviously we're not going <laughs> to no, like, yeah. just move on, but at yeah, least. no, it felt good. It felt good to, it's probably how you feel when the season ends and you just feel that not that it's the same, but that obligation to have those kind of closing feelings out there. And you did yours so beautifully in your post online. And you, I know you went through that a lot and went through your thoughts and writing that up. And then you feel like, okay, it's like you owe it to yourself or you owe it to other people to at least kind of summarize your thoughts and go through that. And I feel like once that happens, it's okay, you can try to turn the page at least. It feels like you're not leaving it hanging. Like you definitely like tie up that end, but definitely still hurts. I will say when the baseball season's over, uh, it helps a lot because mm. there's still not games on. There's not, you know, news and coverage and all this stuff kind of there to remind you that you're not in those games. So I think that that helps. It, it definitely helps. It's not, it wasn't like, okay, now that's over and I can just not think or feel it anymore. But there's definitely a feeling of like almost obligation or like trapped or kind of imprisoned. Like I didn't want to like something on social media or I didn't want to post anything on social media or I didn't want to go out somewhere and like have a, someone come up and take a fan or take a picture of me like a fan Right before you I, spoke your piece, I like yeah. made that post because it's just like, I, it just didn't feel right. Like right. I felt like, like, no, like I shouldn't be posting or liking or active or, you know, taking photos with people until like I close, I, I have closure and I make that post. And that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. That's just the way yeah, I felt. I there's felt so like much guilty. of that though. Even I've talked about here when you guys are, not doing well during this season, I feel like I shouldn't be recording a podcast and being happy. Or if a player's in a slump and they post that they went out to dinner, all the comments are, you need to be in the cages. You need to be in the, like, right. there's this weird, like you can't, I don't know. You can't have something outside of it if it didn't go your way. And I, I don't know. I understand like people know you as a player that they want to win a championship. So when you have something outside of that, it's kind of, I don't know. It's not, what they want to see maybe I don't know but then I think people enjoy the human element and seeing what you're doing with your life but I totally understand that that feeling like you have to kind of address it before you can show that yeah. it's over if and that makes one, any sense one more thing to that point is like and we harp on here I feel like a lot we talk about not letting the negative stuff outweigh the thousands and thousands of positive things that we get on social media and I feel I, I hate it because I feel like that's what that is. Like we're letting the negativity of social media kind of dictate, you know, 
our lives. And I, I wish it was easy to just, oh, season's over. We lost. Let's just go about our lives. I know so many and people are like, like that. Not worry about it and whatever. Like, oh, let's go out to dinners. Let's start. But we weren't, trips, but, you know, I think for right. this, it's like we weren't. We were kind of just holed up in the house and you don't want to be around people because anyone outside of baseball doesn't really get it. They're like, oh, you're off now. Vacation. It's right. like, no, that's yeah. not the case at all. So unfortunately, even though we talk about not letting that, I, I feel like it's it still, it yeah. still has like a hold on us. Absolutely. Well, I want to switch gears into something that made the start of the off season a lot better, at least for us. It was a, a very feel good moment <laughs> for us. You got some really, 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 really good news on October 25th. And I was actually sitting right next to you. Actually, we're in bed. Yeah. But it was, I don't know. I think we went upstairs to change maybe take the dogs for a walk or something and you got a phone call and so we we're sitting in bed and, and i was this was a complete surprise because obviously this had gone like completely off the radar after the season ended the way it did and really it was still on my radar no i like did not have like oh, okay. like literally like completely even forgot okay. that i was even nominated but i got a phone call saying that uh Major League Baseball had selected me as the 2022 Roberto Clemente Award, which was a instant like rush of happiness and like I screamed, uh, yeah, court screamed, and because I knew, I just felt when that call came in, you're like, oh, I don't know this number, like what's happening, and I thought because I remember thinking they might not tell the winner until they knew the location of the World Series and the award is always given out during either game two or game three of the World Series. And I thought, okay, now that the stage was set and I think it was decided the night before. Right. Um, I just kind of thought that maybe that was it. And if you don't know, the Clemente Award is given annually to the player that best re represents the game of baseball through extraordinary character, community involvement, philanthropy, and positive contributions both on and off the field. You were nominated five times before, which was incredible. You've talked about how it's not why we do it. So there wasn't always a big focus on the award, but it would have huge meaning to us just letting us know that what we're doing is recognized and that we're on the right track. Exactly. And so it wasn't to downplay the award by being like, oh, it's an honor to be nominated, but truly it was. Yeah. But that was exciting. And then it became the plan of right. getting there. <laughs> I think part of the reason it kind of like fell off my radar is they did wait so long. I was like, okay, like we haven't heard by now, like someone else won it, right? Like they didn't, they would have let us know by now because the world series I think was about to start. Um, and we hadn't heard anything and maybe that's kind of the reason it wasn't on my radar. I just kind of assumed someone else won it. But, uh, once we got that phone call, it did start kind of a whirlwind of, Absolutely. A weekend. So we, we went from laying around yeah. every day and doing a whole lot of nothing to suddenly having to get up off our buns and sort out some travel and what that was going to look like and getting you a suit and all of that. A yeah, good good problems to have. It was a good problem <laughs> to have. Here's the whole rundown. Um, when they called us and told us, uh, they said, hey, we need you to be in Philadelphia on October 31st, which 
if you're a, you know, fan of the podcast, I'm sure you understand that that <laughs> is Courtney's birthday. Absolutely. Um, and we had actually planned on having a little Halloween birthday party with some of Court's friends over where you're going to pass out candy and, and do the whole nine. And, um, we had to pivot from that, obviously, because we're, we're the full size candy house. We and are it the full size candy house. A known thing in the neighborhood, and right. we take pride in it. Justin's decorations are—they're not consistently themed, but they are wonderful. <laughs> She's all over me on the decorations, man. <laughs> and it was like you were like, "Oh, well, we'll have to figure out," you know. And I was like, "Are you even shut up? We're going. We're in. Screw my birthday." Off to Philadelphia, like it was not even an afterthought. I know that right. you had to go through that to be a good husband and be like, oh, we got to figure out Court's birthday. No. Well, we did figure out your birthday. Yes, we moved it like, to Saturday. I'm not 12. Like I wasn't, I mean, I was sad. I'm not going to lie at Still first, but it, like for separate reasons. Still your birthday. I mean, the life of a baseball wife, you know, you got to get your shit pushed. Just put, oh, what? wow. <laughs> your shit pushed? <laughs> what, what are you talking about here? You sometimes have your life and plans. I pushed there you go aside well i will say that this is i mean honestly it was just kind of symbolic the whole weekend of how this happened <laughs> and how much work and time and effort and how much you've sacrificed into putting into our foundation and the city of los angeles and then you know, to put the cherry on top, we get through award and <laughs> then you're like, Oh, we have to move your birthday. No, it so was, it's kind of, it was kind of symbolic. I know, me. but I'm not 12. I could handle it. And I think after 30, it's like, okay, right. if I skip that birthday, then I don't have to age that year. True. But I think no, for sure. It's all, I mean, it's always, it's never, there's always has to be a little something to figure out. It was just funny. We had nothing. We we're kind of just like blobs for two weeks. And then it's like, Pack your bags. You're going. Yeah. So then the next hard part about this was we did move your birthday to Saturday and we told our friends that, hey, we have to move it to Saturday. Something came up. We have to go out of town. But we were under an embargo and we had to keep the <laughs> award a secret. So everyone, we well, we're already like, married. It was, but if we weren't engaged, I feel like everyone's like, oh my God, he's proposing somewhere. Right. Everyone's like, where's this mystery trip that you're going? We're like, oh, we'll be back in 48 hours. And they're thinking, okay, well, where are they? Like, yeah. where's this trip? Where is this going? And it was very difficult to not, I Am think I, you have a harder time. Yeah. I might have like, leaked it to like one of your friends. I was like, oh yeah, we're just going to Philly. We'll be right back. Oh, he's I'm like, Philly. He's like, Philly, you're going to the are you going to the World Series? Is the world the World Series in Philly? I'm like, uh, yeah, we might go. You're check so out a game. bad. You're <laughs> like terrible yeah. at secrets. It was hard for me. The worst. You it was hard never... for me, especially something like that. That's like such a like doing your 30th birthday party and like threatening all of your friends right. and the fact that I got 25 people to fly in and like drive in and show up and no one leaked it is one of my greatest prides but here was the other hard part though is like your friends all support our foundation so much and one of them who was there is on our board and we couldn't even tell her i so mean it was like if you tell me to keep a secret i'm a vault i know you are you yeah. just and it's what i mean you're excited and you want to share the news because it is a big deal but i don't know yeah. they told us not to tell anybody i love surprises so this was fine for me to keep it a secret and then you think of when they're going to announce it 
And I think it was 3 p.m. the day we were going there that it got out. So it was just fun to see all those messages trickle in because it was people texting me for my birthday and then they would see the news and text, oh my gosh, what a gift. That's so incredible. Are you guys there? And it was just like, that was fun all at once for everyone to find out. No, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. And we, so when they said, okay, you're, you're going to go, we're going to, you know, you'll fly there and you'll stay there for game three and you'll go through media and all that. And they asked if there was anyone that we wanted to be there with us. And, you know, we both immediately thought of bringing Luke. If you are a longtime listener of the podcast, (laughs) I want to say Rich, Luke's dad, was episode what three four he's in the single digits for sure you can't miss his episode he's from long island and he was (laughs) (laughs) is that your long island accent right there? that was my gal long island accent Yeah. yeah absolutely um luke was one of the people that inspired the start of the foundation justin met him in 2013 when he was playing with the mets when he was battling leukemia he is now healthy and somehow taller than me and it is so <laughs> a incredible picture and just for everything we've stayed so close to their family and for them to be able to they live obviously in long island so it was close ish they made ish. that drive and we called them and said you know what are you doing on halloween would you guys be willing to come you know we are getting this award i think we actually did have to we said it and so we didn't say it but we said this is going to be a special night right. and we want you guys to be there and without hesitation it was we'll be there we'll drive in we'll yeah whatever and that was so cool mm-hmm. for them to to make that trip and um share that moment with us yeah they they got to come down they got to go and meet a bunch of people um uh, we met all a lot of former Clemente award winners. That we was there, cool. Which so was really cool. Before, so game three, we got there. At, I think the game was starting at eight. They had us get there at five. And part of the pre-award press conference was for you to take a photo with the some of the previous winners of the Clemente award, which was, I mean, the list of winners is you joined... I say like the most incredible fraternity right. of guys. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was really cool. So John Smoltz was there. Harold Reynolds was there. Um, David Ortiz, big poppy, Craig Biggio. Biggio uh, was mad because he didn't wear a suit. He's like, I'm not on camera. And he was wearing like a Patagonia yeah. vest. Or something. <laughs> everyone was in a suit because everyone was working except for, except for Biggio. But, um, you know, he still looked good. He yeah. still looks good. He still looks like he can play. I know. Actually. It's just wonder truly. Um, so yeah, we got to take a photo, um, with them and Luke got to meet all those guys. I know. Which was so cool, cool to watch and him. Then, um, yeah, there was all kinds of festivities and interviews and going around and meeting people and all that, all that. And, um, then there was like rumors of, you know, rain and the game was in question. It was buzzing. I love a weather report. I love yeah. the teams that have the team meteorologist on staff and this one the game they had three people they had said like whether that they were giving the report like advising yeah yeah they had three advisors that they were listening to I'm following the Doppler on my phone and I don't know I think it's wild I always think back to that game in DC of was that that was the NLDS and like 16 I think yeah 
and they called the game before the game. And then we actually ended up walking to dinner, not a cloud in the sky. It was beautiful. We ate outside on the patio. (laughs) Absolutely. I feel like we ate pot belly on the patio, but it was, it was beautiful. And so I always think of calling the game before and I get it, especially a game that meaningful. But then we're just thinking, oh my gosh, you're supposed to get this award and this game might not happen. And I don't know, just kind of thoughts of that, but they did they asked you kind of, do you want to move forward and do the press conference that night? And then if the on-field portion gets rained out, we would kind of cross that bridge when we came to it. And so you went into, well, you did media on the field, Mm -hmm. which is fun. You kind of bounced around. You did intentional talk. Yep. Which is always a fun one. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin loves you. So I think you were, you had more TV time on the the sideline than I had on the stage. I know. Well, you had to give the shout out because it was my birthday. So they were like, how are you liking Philly? Right. Well, they asked what you got me and you said an all expense paid trip to Philadelphia. That's true. Such a romantic. (laughs) (laughs) And then we moved in to a press conference Mm -hmm. where you would be presented with the award. Right. And I don't know. Talk about that. Yeah, so the press conference was cool. The room was filled with, uh, you know, national media from all over the place, which was nice because I feel like, you know, uh, the foundation gets a lot of attention and um, there's a lot of really nice stories wrote written about us um, in Los Angeles by our local media. Um, but to get a chance to sit in front of national media and talk about the foundation was special. So, um, yeah, there was a panel of, of people up on the board, including, um, Roberto Clemente's two sons, Roberto Jr. And, and Luis, and then obviously Rob Manfred and a representative from Capital One. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sat in the back corner and they're like, Courtney, what are you doing? I said, I don't want to, I don't want to bother. Yeah. <laughs> like, get up in the front row. They you, made you sit in the front row. Yeah. That's right. It was emceed by Greg Amsinger and mm-hmm. he kind of just talked a little bit about us and, and what we had done. And then he tossed it to, uh, the Clementes, they they had some. Well, actually, he went to Rob Manfred first, and Rob talked about us, and he talked about bingo. bingo. Rob like, loves bingo. Rob loves bingo. I he think he talked got about how this was his one of his favorite days of the year because the award just means so much, and right. because it's not just on the field or off the field, it's it's a big one. It's a it's a meaningful award. But he did he can't stop talking about bingo, and I have to say that I agree with him. It was an incredible <laughs> event, and. <laughs> I'm looking forward to doing it again. Bingo brings everyone together. But I mean, to be in the press conference for this award and watching the commissioner of Major League Baseball compliment our bingo event was (laughs) the birthday gift that I needed. Truly, Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Rob had a lot of really nice things to say and um, that was really appreciated. And then Amsinger tossed it to uh, the Clemente boys and... Um, they talked about the winners and the fraternities and getting to come here and getting to fill in for their mom um, who had done it, a lot of the stuff that they're doing um, with the award winners and the pictures and the pins. And they also uh, presented me with a pretty cool gift. And there's a really funny story behind this gift. Um, <laughs> that gave me a lot of anxiety. Yeah. So before I go to the Clementes. Let me tell this quick story. A few years back, um, we have a good friend of ours. Uh, he actually takes care of 
our dogs sometimes when we travel. He trained them. He, he trained them. our dog. Yeah. Uh, he makes sure our pups are balanced. <laughs> and Porsche Balance Canine. He's a podcast listener, so don't is, be afraid to shout him out. He is a podcast listener. So Corey, <laughs> I told you I was going to tell you the story sometime. I guess you're going to hear it on the podcast. He does. He so. said the dogs listen to the podcast, so it's perfect. So a few years back, um, Corey not only is uh, an unbelievable, you know, with animals and dogs and, and loves them so much and takes good care of our dogs, but he's also... Um, a watch guy. He loves watches. Loves them. And so it was back when I got, I think it was like my third nominee. Um, he's like, Hey, I got a gift for you. And he comes over to the house. It was in 2020 after it, it was in 2020 our food bank and all right. of that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have a gift for you. Um, I thought this would be pretty special for you. And, um, cause of everything you guys do with the foundation, he's like, so I'm gonna give it to you, but like, I think you should probably wait until you actually win the award. It's like, all right. So he pulls out this box and it's, it's a watch and it's a special edition Roberto Clemente watch. And, um, it's yellow and black. And, uh, the brand is, um, I don't even know how to say it. Oris. Per, it's Oris, right? O R I S. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they only made 3000 of these watches. So I was like completely in awe. I didn't expect this at all. And, um, obviously accepted it and I took it and I put it away because I was like, okay, this is going to be for when, you know, one day, hopefully, you know, we actually win the award. So when we got the call, one of the first things I did was go in it's and like, I got to get my watch. I got to get my watch out. Like I won this, I won this. And I even award. had a thought, like, is it weird to bring this watch and have it before you get this award? So it looks like right. you already had it. Yeah. Well, I did already have it and maybe it, that it was, was my little one intuition <laughs> gifts. But anyway, so <laughs> fast forward to this press conference and Roberto Jr. and Luis, you know, talking about the foundation and kind of, you know, presenting us with the award. And then they said that I have this special gift. And while they were doing this, oh gosh, I, well, well actually while the commissioner was talking, I kind of looked down to my left, which um, Luis was sitting right next to me. Yep, I saw it too. And I saw the Oris yep. box uh-huh. sitting on his Clear lap. Clear yep. And I was like, oh my God. And I literally like whispered to him. I'm like, oh my God. And he's like, what's up? And I pulled my my <laughs> jacket up and I literally showed him that I was wearing the watch that he was about to present me as a gift. And he's like, no way. <laughs> and I was like, I, have I mean, there's only 3,000 in the world. Right. It's like you never think this is going to happen. I was like, dude, uh, I had no idea you guys were presenting me this. Like, that's crazy. Uh, I have a whole story behind this. I was like, I'm just going to take it off and put it in my pocket. So I took my watch off that I, I was wearing. Gosh. And I started getting Put it in out. my pocket. They end up, you know, talking, presenting me with this watch. I'm like, oh, You amazing. look over at me and then you look down <laughs> at the watch box and I'm like, just like bug eyes at you like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> right. So anyways, I, t- I put my watch in my pocket and then they presented me with this watch. There's a photo of you tucking the watch into your suit yeah, jacket with pocket. With like a big smile on my yes. face. Like, oh, nothing's going on here. Like <laughs> it's a little sleight of hand, you know. <laughs> uh, Send them to the magic castle, folks. <laughs> but then it, to make it even better, like he hands me the watch and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, can I open it? Which I, was a mistake. It was like, a I huge shouldn't have mistake. Opened it, but I opened the box. I opened the watch. I look at it. It's great. By this time. You wanted to act like that was the first time you had seen Right. I was literally like trying to like overact because I felt <laughs> so bad. 
And, and I'm sitting there like, put the books away, focus. I'm so, like, I almost snapped like Corey, like would have done with the dogs to be like, babe. And I'm in the front, just like, I'm glad they put me in the front and I can try to like get them to pay attention over here. Yeah. So at this point, like the, Am the Greg Amsinger introduces the representative from Capital One and he's talking and oh like saying gosh. all these nice things. And I'm trying to get the watch back in the box and i'm and like the box, leave it the box leave is it. not closing it's not the watch isn't i mean it was in. as if you were doing a goddamn rubik's cube on the stage it was like right so <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad and i'm like panicking full panic like oh my god i can't get this box closed it um, wasn't this dramatic it but was, i'm just i think because i was i think because we were hyper focused on it i don't think anyone noticed <laughs> right and so like the whole time i'm like fidgeting with this box and like all these nice yeah, things like, are being said it. about us and the foundation and then finally i like i'm like louie can you like close this box and i hand it to him and then i turned and you know everything went on but it was like <laughs> it was uh, crazy honestly i was like i can't believe this is happening <laughs> So now I have a watch. No, but you got the addition of your watch. Yeah, I got 2000, the number 2022 of 3000. Which is so cool. Yeah, so basically they said that they've held out all the 2000. So every year, mm -hmm. I mean, I hope this doesn't ruin it for future Clemente Award winners, but um, every year. I don't year know they, if they listen to the podcast. But. Right, it might get out there. You never know. Yeah. I mean, some of our listeners like to write stories out of our uh out of our podcast i know so. i have to say I, a lot of people were like oh miss podcast when we were doing your media when you were talking to sirius yeah xm they're like oh your wife and her you know i think it's more known career. i think there's more reach than you think so i don't know but anyways it was really cool and then uh by the way the the clemente trophy is freaking heavy yeah. It is so it's a heavy. Sculpture. So it is beautiful. They asked me to pick it up and like take pictures with everyone on stage. And then I was you came so up scared. on stage and then like the um I don't know. Everyone just Then you just up. think am I flying home with this and they end up shipping it to you. And so the <laughs> right. award is safe in LA. So yes. it's good. And wow, wow, wow. I think I always love the background of people's zoom calls or when they're doing interviews remotely on mlb network or espn and i think that just needs to be right there in the oh that oh yeah my yeah virtual clemente award yes that will 100 percent be front and center yeah it was just everything. one of those so many of those pinch me moments i would have to say spending time with the family and former winners and just the overall experience it was really 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 cool and the game was rained out they actually right. were like we have to clear the press conference because i'm about to make this announcement that's not going to make a lot of people happy yeah about and, calling and the dusty game. and dusty and thompson were coming in were about to come in and do a press conference so yeah. they had to like kick us out of the room yeah but but we ended up going into some like little locker room um they had a birthday cake. For I know, you, which was awesome. Yeah, they literally, like there was a birthday Whipped cake it in up. there. So that was really thoughtful. It was us and the Langs and the Clementes, and we ended up sitting in there and talking with the Clementes hours. for like two hours. Yeah, which was cool. Which we wouldn't have got to do if the right. game had went on as planned. So that was really nice. And just hearing their stories, their family stories. Mm -hmm. It's it's again, it's like a pinch me thing. Like it's so it's really wild and i and i know we understand the meaning but i i think it's one of those that as time goes on it'll sink in more and more right. and we'll realize like how crazy mm -hmm. of an honor this is uh truly 
Yeah, and, and you talked about the fraternity. I think they mentioned like the event they had in New York this year on yes. Roberto Clemente Day, and Field. all of yeah. the former winners were there. And um, his grandson, who we actually got to meet, <laughs> he was running around. Oh my gosh! Like, such crazy energy and such a cutie. Yeah, um, throughout the first pitch of that, but like some of these events that will be happening. Um, throughout the baseball season moving forward, um, you know, look forward to being a part of that and yeah, and being with all those guys, all the previous winners. So, yeah. And with the game being called, we actually got to go have dinner with Rich and Luke, which yep. we wouldn't have been able to do a little birthday dinner. Mm-hmm. And there were some players that were in the World Series at the restaurant too, which I mean, I guess what else are you gonna do? Sit yeah, in your Luke, hotel room. <laughs> Luke was freaking out. Jordan Alvarez was in the room right behind uh-huh. us. Rimuto was a couple rooms down from him, and then Eduardo Perez from ESPN was yeah. sitting two tables over from. Can us. hear the voice from across the room. Right. <laughs> the most distinct and he actually voice. called. He actually called Luke over to his table yeah. and sat him down, and they were um, they were trying to get a hold of Kike actually because uh-huh. Kike and Luke have like this weird relationship over a banana from when Luke came out to LA. Uh, he the won. Well, when Kike was always wearing the banana suit, we went to Dave and Buster's yeah. and played all the games and they ended up winning this like five foot stuffed banana. And he's like, I have to gift it to Kike. Yeah. His sweet Which little I think, voice. I think Kike still has that Absolutely. banana somewhere. So. But yeah, so the game gets pushed back. And so they ask if you're interested in coming back the next day, pushing our flights back and doing the on-field presentation. And yes, obviously. And it was given to you by your guy. Raul Abanez, which was really cool. Um, Were you worried that you were going to get booed? I didn't know how it was going to go over. I don't know if they boo. I don't know if they boo the. Well, you know what's funny is Clemente winner Raul Banyas actually played for the Phillies, and he was a guy that every time he did something, the whole stadium would say Raul. So like it kind of sounds like, like Puig or like right Luke Robitaille, like kind of where it yeah. sounds like. <laughs> so it sounds like, boo, but like so there was some of that. There was some Raul, but they weren't <laughs> boos. I don't think. I, I was mean, maybe there were some boos. <laughs> yeah. No, but they played a nice video and everyone, uh, as far as I could tell, um, you know, was giving a nice standing ovation and it was yeah. a, it was a really nice ceremony. And there was a photo of Moon up on the Jumbotron. So Moon, she made it Moon, all Moon the way to the, the World Series. That's right. And then they had us go into a suite, mm-hmm. which was going to be the first time you and I had watched a game together. Yep. We stayed for like an inning or two of... Um, when you were rehabbing in Florida with the Mets. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But we Port were like Saint on Lucy, a picnic yeah. table, like off to the side. This is yeah. the first time we we're going to be sitting and watching a game. And I don't know. You you were like, wow, the game is really different in the stands. <laughs> it feels so much slower. And then I was the like, stands. welcome to my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, wherever you're sitting, like down the left field line, like it's hard to hear like, you don't hear the ball hit the mitt. Well, like, then you see all the people around you complaining balls and strikes and you're right, thinking you can maybe yeah. see high and low from here. You can't really yeah. see in and out from here and definitely not the borderline pitches. So it's just funny. You're like, okay, yeah. yeah. You don't hear the crack of the bat really from where no. we were. Um, and, you know, we, we were in a it suite. It was loud. We were in a suite. So like there was a roof over it. And I, I mean, I know Philly's loud and I'm sure it was way louder on the field than where we were, yeah. but I feel like we were kind of like muffled from up and away. The yeah. Loudness. So 
Um, but it was wild. Um, when we got into the suite and went and sat down, um, we were actually sitting right next to Tim McGraw. No, what happened was I was saying, okay, go get some seats. I really, I like that spot up there. I like to sit because we always do our baby showers at Dodger games with the wives and different things. And the suite life is not my favorite because I think when people are in a suite, they just talk and they stand around. I like to go to the outside part and sit and actually watch the game. So I said, okay, go get some seats because if we start eating in here and like standing up, like we're not really going to get to sit and watch it. And so I was saying, I'm going to get some food and go get seats. And I go get like a plate of sauerkraut and a sausage and a Coke. And I'm like going to walk down to my seat and there's just one seat open to the left of you and it's next to Tim McGraw. (laughs) And I'm just thinking now I'm going to eat like sauerkraut and sausage like next to Tim McGraw. Yeah. And Tim, obviously, well, his dad, Tug, was a legend in Philly. And he's obviously a diehard Phillies fan. And this man, every pitch, what are you doing there? Like everything where I'm like, my posture straightening up a little bit. I'm just thinking like, this guy is serious. He was locked in. Locked in. Yeah. Everything. I mean, he's arguing pitches that are not, act- I mean, it's like, it's tough because you like see with your heart and you're like, oh my gosh, why didn't he swing at that? And then I'm like, oh, it's a ball, but I'm not going to correct him and tell him like the TV's right there. Tim, look up there, but he's into it. And like, was it Bryce that hits the home run? Yeah. In the first inning. And you guys, you stand, he's like standing up and he's high fiving and he's just very, and and everyone down below. Give him a big high five. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what's happening. They're high fiving above my head. Like I have sauerkraut and it's just, it was, it was a lot. And I'm like, I'm not going to like introduce myself. I'm not going to like bother him, like whatever. But he was very into it. Yeah. And then it's like, as the game goes on and I'm thinking like, I am the biggest Tim McGraw fan ever, but I don't want to be the person that's like, Hey, I know you're with your wife and your kids and you're here, but if we get a photo and it actually worked out that the girl doing MLB social photography was kind of pulling people to do photos. Yeah. And so she's taking one of you and Joe Torrey was in there, which was really cool. I know you have a great relationship with him and you get to do a photo. We do photos with Clemente family and then Rich and Luke and we're just going through and she's like, I'm going to grab Tim for a photo. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, let's do this. (laughs) Like, sure. If you want to be the one to ask, then it's like, yeah, it's for MLB social. Like, absolutely. And so we do the photo and the game is, I don't know, it's getting late. We go down and actually see Chase and Jen who was there with like the old 2008 Phillies world series team. And then we go back in, was it, we go back in our suite. Um, Like as the game was ending. Yeah. We were, we were getting ready to leave the suite and (laughs) it's funny because I was like one of the only ones in there in like a suit. Everyone was like, they're like cheering, whatever. And also everyone's ignoring Faith Hill, which I'm like, hello. Yeah. Country legend is also in the suite and everyone's just going for Tim. Right. And I know she was kind of back in the corner in the seats, like with their daughters and just relaxing. But I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even recognize that she was there. Yeah. Like no one really saw her. I mean, Rich was like, oh, I got a selfie with Faith. I'm like, good for you. But I was like, babe, you have to at least like say hello to Faith and like acknowledge her. Cause I'm just thinking like, that's not just like a wife of Tim McGraw. Like she is a legend in her own right. And I didn't 
you know, you have to show the respect. Like she can't be like less than like she is right there. So you're like, oh yeah, I'll say hi. And she actually like kind of when we're filing out, she, it kind of lines up where like we're by faith and you're like, oh, I just want to say hello. And she's like, hi, nice to meet you, Faith. And like shakes her hand. And then <laughs> you were less than. <laughs> faith and made you less than actually. <laughs> she, uh, it was funny because like I said, I was like the only one in a suit and um, everyone else there was like in fans and in jerseys and whatever. And she's actually comes up and she's like, hey, um, thank you so much for hosting us in this suite. We had such a fantastic time. And I was like, oh my God, like do I tell her do I not tell her and I was just like oh thank you but like I'm I'm in here as a guest just like you like this isn't my suite I'm not hosting it <laughs> and she was like oh my god like so sorry like well yeah it was a good time like go Phillies because they won yeah and as we were walking away court we like you were almost like mad at me for like correcting her that I wasn't like this oh I wouldn't have corrected Faith Hill absolutely not <laughs> if like, she was like thank you for to do? brewing the sauerkraut and the kielbasa I would have been like I'm glad you liked it I can send you my recipe <laughs> like I, I am not do. like no 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 I was no I nope nope I would be whoever she thought I was right. absolutely I was gonna I would have drove her home if she was like I'm ready to go and be like oh yeah I have your car waiting outside yeah no it was <laughs> I didn't know what to do, but anyways, yeah. I Moral was the, of the story, you're much, much, much happier playing in the game on the field. Right, 100%. 100%. Then you don't have so. to worry about country superstars mistaking your identity for yeah. someone that... I mean, obviously, you would have been a very powerful man to have a suite at the World Series and be hosting all of these right. people. So yeah. she didn't think anything bad, so... Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, it was a great trip. Um we had a lot of fun. We really enjoyed it. The Phillies were outstanding hosts. They won the game that we went to. And MLB did a fantastic job. And want to thank them for picking us and Capital One for picking us. Yes. And um, we're very proud recipients yes. of the Roberto Clemente Award. Definitely. An incredible experience um, that we will think about for a very 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 long time and cherish all of those memories for sure absolutely yeah. i mean yeah well that's it's gonna do it for today's episode <laughs> um friendly reminder you can rate and review the podcast if you're listening on apple and spotify love seeing those come in and thank you all for listening and we'll talk to y'all next week see ya bye boom 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 boom